0: Knock, knock! Oh, hey, Pernell, come on in. Hey, so, thanks, man. Oh, jeez, oh, are you playing that game again?
1: Oh, I'm studying the frame data of Golf Clash. I just found a surefire method to...
0: Uh, huh? What the heck is that? Are you hearing that, too? Yeah, what is that?
2: Alright, Emily, so where are we now?
3: Hmm. I'm not sure. It looks like we're looking at a well-decorated game room, though. There's a collection of consoles over there, a box of peripherals. Dang, look at that amiibo collection!
0: <laughs> it's not that well-decorated.
1: Josh, Emily, what are you, you doing here?
2: Hey, who's saying that right now? Boo! Whoa! Ah! <laughs> oh, hey, Pardell. Hey, Rob. Didn't oh, see you there.
3: Uh, you'll have to excuse us. One of our many adventures has brought us here, and we didn't mean to intrude.
1: Oh, that's okay. For now and I we're just about to listen to some tunes, and then we'd love to have your
0: company?
2: Really? That's what we were about to do, too. Yeah, except...
0: Except what?
3: Well, we're missing Haju, our haunted jukebox. We had this mishap in the overworld, and now she's in a bunch of pieces scattered across who knows how many levels. She
2: usually helps us find the songs we need. We thought maybe taking the elevator ride would reset things somehow, but all we got is this one piece. We're kind of on our own, and we gotta put her back together.
1: Well, we can help with that.
2: Really? How?
1: You know, just name a song, and we'll find it for you.
3: What? How? How? What?
0: I want to try. And perhaps the power of music and friendship will <laughs> teleport all our missing pieces to us. Yeah, something like that. I mean...
3: I've certainly seen weirder music solutions in video games. It just might work.
1: Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols, and I don't know where I am. <laughs> and this we're in your
2: room. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> we're doing a very special episode with the VGM jukebox. Um, which I like to think of this as the new Scooby Gang. Hi, guys.
3: Oh hey. Oh hey, sorry. I was just going through Pernell stuff over here. <laughs> oh. Don't mind me.
0: It's okay. Please, please peruse.
2: <laughs> so we're some other video game music podcast, and we're very excited to be here. Thanks so much for inviting us to your room. <laughs> yes, some, thank
1: you.
0: Some
2: other, some
0: other punk, pod- Rob.
1: Okay, so the VGM Jukebox is a lovingly crafted episode that's devoted to its listeners. And you guys show your love for the music and for the people who love the music. And it really comes through in all of your episodes. And I really encourage everyone to to go check it out because I think it's really great.
3: Oh, thanks. Yeah, we're a, a listener recommendation show. So people send in their track selections, they explain why they picked those tracks. We play them, and then we riff on them.
1: Um, we just wanted to do inject ourselves into the VGM jukebox of lore, and I'm glad that you guys don't mind.
0: And we're very excited. Oh, no, not
3: at all. I mean, and we've I... had you on our show before, and this time
2: we're at your place. Speaking of which,
0: cool. I'm kind of sad you didn't bring Cookie. Cookie was awesome!
2: <laughs> and maybe we'll a Cookie along the way, too. Fingers By the crossed. way, uh, which Infinity Gem did you use to summon our elevator here? That was a pretty fancy trick.
1: Um, that would be the toe jam gem, the toe, gem. <laughs> the toe jam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, keep that! I don't think Thanos knows about that one. Let's keep that on the down. That, that's a, that's that's Thanos's
1: toe ring.
0: <laughs> Mercy.
1: No, I love being on your show. I th- we we just like we're just I, we just gave up on like trying to. Um, trying to leave room to, for other people to talk during the Skype chat and just crack jokes the
0: whole time. was that also the episode where we had the balls to the wall discussion? That was balls to the yes, wall. Yes,
3: it was. Yeah.
0: That was glorious. Was pretty fun.
3: That was even funnier in listening back on it, I have to say. What's <laughs> <laughs> up?
1: Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Alright, so um, I want to test this theory of finding Haju with great music. And I have a feeling we're gonna find Haju with some of her favorite music, and that's lounge bar music, right? Yeah. I'm guessing that's her favorite music. It's
2: well, that's where she was born. I don't know. <laughs> right? Exactly. Loves that's, it, but
1: that's her factory settings, right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, what's what's the first track you want to play?
2: All right. So the first track, actually, Emily, could you go first?
3: Sure, I'll go first. Okay. So um, I would like to play a track from a game called Traverse Starlight and Prairie. This is a Super Famicom only release. The composer is Daisuke Tamura and the track title is Bar. That was Barr from Traverse Starlight and Prairie, Daisuke Tamuda for the Super Famicom system.
4: Mm.
1: So I really enjoy the keyboard sounds in this and how none of it is on any, like, it's not on the grid of like the one, two, or the three and the four. It's just, it's just all over. And I think for them to even, you know, not just record it this way, but program it in that fashion, I think it's clever. Yeah, that's it's a really clever. good
2: point well you know what it is actually if you listen the uh the piano player is on Mm. but it's the soloist who seems to be kind of like on and off the beat a little bit yeah it's almost like uh you got a really pro piano player he's just doing his thing and then this drunk guy just (laughs) gets up there with his uh (laughs) i actually don't know what instrument the lead is supposed to be like a uh, like another keyboard? I don't know. I mean,
3: there are like multiple pianos going on here. This is a bar that has <laughs> multiple pianos.
2: Oh, maybe it's a yeah a piano duet bar, but one of the guys is uh, getting more free drinks from the bar or something <laughs> Have like, you, like that. Something know.
3: like that. Have or you ever maybe been? the second piano is always just open for any patron mm. to walk up to it I'll and tell you what jamming. I do yeah. know.
0: This is some danceable jams here. I like this. I'd be sloshing beer all over the bar if I was listening to this at <laughs> the stage. Um, I've ever been to like a karaoke
1: night where like one person starts singing and then someone else in the bar, like, I guess a friend of that person also (laughs) jumps up and tries to sing at the same time and they're both kind of like off. Yeah. That's how that sounds.
2: (laughs) I feel good about that though. That's fun. That's karaoke. You know what? Yeah, I like that too. I I did go to karaoke this one time and I was going to sing the Pina Colada song. (laughs) And this guy I don't even know is like, oh, I love that song. Can I sing it with you? I'm like, okay. And then uh, he was just trying to be like the front man in this band that I never wanted to be a part of. (laughs) Oh, I hate when that happens. Oh, man. I kind of like regret that moment where I let that guy into my life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, pina colada, pina colada. It's like, dude,
0: dude,
1: come on. We're uh, a team. (laughs) What is this? I love that um, that response. I, I regret letting you into my, oh my life. <laughs> <laughs> From the old
3: karaoke st- is serious business.
1: No, oh, it is serious to sentimental.
0: <laughs> I've actually seen the karaoke environments where, because in my opinion, karaoke is supposed to be a thing where everyone sings poorly, quote unquote. But the idea is that you're having fun, so it's irrelevant. And yet, right. there seems to be this emphasis, depending on what bar you go to, that if you're not top tier singing material, you shouldn't be on the stage. And mm-hmm. what's my response is if you were top tier singing material and that's what you were gunning for here, you would be looking to get a contract, not having fun at a karaoke bar. Stop putting people stop making people feel the need to be so exemplary with mm-hmm. this instead of just letting them have a good time. That's what it's about.
2: Right, totally. They should be having a good time. We should, yeah. But yeah. some people Purnell's choose... Yeah,
3: karaoke bar is the kind of karaoke bar I want to be going
2: to. Yes! For
0: sure. You're always welcome. We'll cha-cha-cha and (laughs) choo-choo-choos. It'll be a good time.
2: And that's why the drinks have to be cheap. Because if you get that one person that's like, oh... I think I could sing a song really well right now. You're gonna spoil the the whole vibe. I'm gonna choose like a sad song by Jewel and just be like note perfect. It's Like, why are we here?
1: That was like one of my favorite things was to uh, get up in the middle of karaoke and, and sing The Smiths, like How Soon Is Now or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually starting to wonder. I love that song. Um, not the best karaoke song.
0: Did I ever say oh, on the show? that's so funny. Why I started doing karaoke.
1: Uh, meet, you do meet, karaoke, Me meet, meet girls.
0: <laughs> no, 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 but that would be nice if it worked.
1: Uh-huh. No, Although the times we took you out, um, we had to, like, force you up there, and then you sang Alice in Chains.
0: And- don't, 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 don't pull the force <laughs> up. Was it was usually had to get my groove <laughs> Alice on and then step on the stage. Did you get up
3: there and, and sing Rooster? Yeah. Did somebody Something. come to stop
0: the rooster? <laughs> well, there's a reasoning behind that, so, like years ago we're talking i was like maybe 23 or something i got invited out to a local bar with a number of co-workers all of which were female and i was like this could be fun i'm gonna talk to girls or something so i agree to go and we go to this bar and i spend the whole time looking like a dork as they're all talking about all the better looking men in the bar uh. and gossiping about them and i just kind of feel like a just i'm not like why am i even here just i hate this situation And it ended up being a karaoke bar. Like they were having a karaoke night, rather. So I was like, "Let me go up there and see if I can do something." Just to kick my mind, all this stuff. So I took the guy's book and I flipped through it. And I picked Man in the Box because that was the least appropriate song for my ten- my voice, my vocal style to sing. <laughs> and I went with it. I just acted a fool, sang the song. I got a full round of applause because I lost my voice by the end of it. Because one too many, Jesus Christ, that was it. <laughs> it just didn't take it anymore. So like, I feel like now whenever I go to karaoke bars, that's like my loosen up song because it kind Mm. of breaks me in, and then from there I just do weird things like a metal version of 99 Red Balloons, um, Hotel California, but I do two different voices. Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid is a gym.
2: That is a toe gym.
1: That is a toe gym. For sure. Yes, it is. A friend friend of ours, Chris, he likes to go up and sing like um, Fred from... um,
0: Oh, um B fifty twos. From
1: the B fifty twos. We were at that?
0: the beach, he does it so
1: good. <laughs> he does every song like the B fifty
0: twos.
3: <laughs> oh, I love singing like that singer. He's one of my favorites to uh What's impersonate. Fred Schneider. If you see Fred a Schneider. painted side at the side of the Yeah, it's good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like he got me to want to do that voice, but no one can do it better than Chris no. does. No, he does. Um
2: Brunel, well, right. I just want you to I just want to say before we move on, uh no, Revenge Karaoke <laughs> is maybe number two in uh, the hierarchy of karaoke. It goes Fun Karaoke, Revenge Karaoke, now, tell Sloppy me. Drunk, and then finally Good Karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: got to learn well, we might do that on the next run, but I need to learn more about what this Revenge Karaoke is because I feel like I'm missing <laughs> out on a very viable Fun Karaoke styling. <laughs>
3: Ooh, ooh, before we move on, though, can I say a couple things about this track?
0: Oh, yeah, please.
1: Mm. If we get to talk about the music.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, first thing I want to note is I love that it actually starts with a count-off. That oh, they're wow. immersive enough that they're starting you with the drummer going click, click, click for the rest of the band to, to start up. Um, but the second thing I wanted to say was uh, I picked this track because when Josh and I were initially trying to decide on the opening theme to our podcast... This was one of the ones that I fished up, so this one was in the running oh, and wow. could have been the VGM jukebox theme song, uh, but we we cold through all the choices and we eventually decided on that front mission tune. But uh, but I like I, I kept all the ones that we pulled at at first, and what's what's interesting to me about this particular one is this soundtrack has become very important to me recently, but I hadn't even remembered that this track was in our running for our theme song choice Mm. until I started listening to it again about two years later. So everything comes full circle.
1: This would have been a good theme song.
3: It would have been a very different... Well, see, I feel like it was in the same kind of mood as the front mission tune, but it's not as... um, I don't know. It's like daytime bar. Mm. It's not quite (laughs) as moody and relaxed somehow. This, This
1: is the day drinking song.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Am I say
1: day drinking song? <laughs> yes, day
4: know. drinking
3: song. There's only two people in the bar. You know, people aren't really hanging out yet.
0: I'll think about Twin Lakes Brewery again. That that, that just always comes back to day. Twin Lake yeah. Brewery. Oh yeah. no, no, not the day. This was the. Uh, oh, the I told you about the tour I went on that time. The uh, guy. Oh yeah. Twin Lakes Brewery is a brewery that's near Rob and I. Out used this way. to be, but they're still here. They're just not as good. They're not. They're not on the Twin Lakes anymore. They're on the they're on the on the pipe on the sewer system. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but, but like on their tour, the guy was telling us how like why Twin Lakes started, like why what he wanted from Twin Lakes, and his description was, I kid you not, I want to make a beer where I can wake up in the morning and just sit out and drink all day with, and then still be sober enough to go get my kids from school, come home and drink some more. Oh, nice. It's like, I think that's not a good thing to want out of (laughs) your beer, or
2: in general. It was good,
0: though.
1: It It was was a great beer, yeah. It did not distribute. But he's
2: the kind of drunk who likes to do long division with his children, right, when he gets drunk. (laughs) You're wrong, Jimmy! It's... Start Back. over. Start over. I'm daddy's getting the drink. goes into twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, uh, Emily. So I love this song actually, and uh, this was one of the choices we almost doubled up on. But Emily, yes, it
3: was. That's true. Yeah, oh, I love wow. the
2: song. I think the guy is uh, the soloist is like very. I don't know. It's just a little sentimental to me, and I like it. Hmm. But also, I want to ask Emily. Uh, did you did you find a piece? A piece of jukebox?
3: Oh, uh, I didn't even think to look around. Hang on a second. Let me dig through more of Pernell's stuff.
0: (laughs) I'm sure jukebox is going to be in there. I mean, why wouldn't it?
3: Oh, no. Okay, so what I did find, I did find a
0: piece. Cool. I found
3: one of Haju's speakers, I think. Yes, this is one of Haju's speakers.
0: Was it near the rhythm game section?
3: Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not stealing your stuff, I promise.
0: Well, I trust you because you're awesome, so it's no (laughs) worries.
3: Oh, thanks. Just don't look in my inventory.
0: (laughs) She's going to sell it
1: all for Gil. Good old Gil. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's
3: right. Yeah, but I got a piece, so that's great. So it works. All
1: right, cool. We've proven
3: our concept.
1: Josh, uh, why don't you uh, throw your hat in so we can find more pieces of Haju. This is getting morbid.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she is undead, so this is just part of the
2: course. So my selection is from Metal Max 2. This track is also called Bar.
1: Sounds like a theme.
2: from Metal Max 2, a.k.a. Saloon Zone in toe Jam & Earl because uh, it is funky. So
0: good. Maybe Sonic will make an appearance as well in the ToeJam Zone. The ToeJam Zone?
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to love seeing Sonic's face like on the other Sega games. You know how they were turning him into a mascot? Yeah. A little bit, and you'd see his... Base in another game, it was very exciting for me. You know, there was a like a into, for example. What is that game called? Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. Yeah. One of the animations for when you make a, a touchdown is Sonic waving a little flag. <laughs> oh wow! That's awesome. I
0: didn't know that. I think the weirdest like locale oh, man, I, really I saw him that. pop up in was a uh, Crusader Senti, which is like a little like Zelda like game for the Genesis. That's a cool game. Yeah. Sonic would just be lounging out on the beach chair. Because <laughs> that's what Sonic oh, yeah. does. when he's off. <laughs> I'm Not working. Today. I
3: uh, I had a temporary tattoo once of Sonic lounging in a beach chair. It's. I feel like that that image pops up a lot of him with the sunglasses and he's like sipping a little drink through a straw. He's so. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. That's okay. I had this <laughs> tattoo once briefly.
0: I just <laughs> need to have to show us. Like I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. You have to be like, hey, I found the picture. Check this out.
1: I like that out of context. It's a great story. I had this tattoo of Sonic. (laughs) I got it while I
0: was at the beach. It was just on a dare. He was drinking pina coladas in the sun.
2: That's right. Wait, was it a temporary tattoo or something? Yes. Okay. Would you ever make that tattoo permanent?
3: That particular one? Probably Probably not.
2: (laughs) Actually, that
0: has me wondering now. I'm
3: not ruling Sonic out.
0: I think you guys probably already have video game tattoos. I think Rob already does for sure, but you can always use the answer again. What would you say would be a video game related forever tattoo that you would get even if you wouldn't actually get it? <laughs> mm, oh my
3: God. Sure. I actually, I have answers for this because I have two designs that I eventually want to have made into two tattoos.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: I yes. have ones that I, yeah, I'm going to make them. If I can think of them, I want to I get them.
0: Are you want to get a different one. Like, makes, I might be offbeat here. I'll get more. You have the DDR ones, right? No. You don't? I want DDR ones. And that's what it... Man, I'm old. I want arrows all over my body. That's what it wants. I, I want them to be able to identify me by my arrows. This looks like Max 300. No, no. <laughs> Rob Nichols is definitely Rob Nichols. This is not Max 300. He died back in 2004. <laughs> yeah. You bury me by my arcade cabinet. <laughs> that sounds like me in the game collection. It's like, no. They get left to know when they come with me. Hmm. I, really, I can't, hmm?
3: I can't stop smiling because I just love that phrase so much. I want them to be able to identify me by my air, right? <laughs> This is
1: great. <laughs> um, I love the piano in this. I, what is there a name for that move where the the, the pianist goes, da, 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 ding, 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 ding. you know that
2: little? Uh, I
3: think that's called the the Mario Two music <laughs> move. <laughs> mm. No, I actually don't know. There must be, and I don't know what that.
1: It's like a ragtime thing, right? I like it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's almost like, it almost sounds like it's programmed, but it was a thing that people used to do, or whatever. Because yeah. it kind of sounds like the chord splash that they did in, do in those old video games.
1: Yeah, that arpeggio effect thing, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But... Well, I love this tune. Me too. To kind of, uh, to respond to Josh's loving of my previous tune, and I'm actually really intrigued that we picked these, because I kind of feel like we picked the other one's pick somehow. Like, this is such a key glyph track, and I feel like my track was such a sentimental track, so... Oh,
2: yeah. I had to go tough? Yeah, I had to put on a leather jacket to pick this track. Yeah, this bluesy...
3: (laughs) We call these sorts the the bluesy biker bar type. Ooh. Even though it does sound saloonish. So it's like the Wild West, but... You know, people have like spikes on, I guess, instead of spurs. You know, leather jackets.
1: I'm seeing tassels. Tassels are tough. (laughs) Tassels can be tough. I want that tattoo. That's my
2: tattoo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tassels. Tassels.
0: Tassels. (laughs) Like, just give me tassels. (laughs) What game are they from? Any game that matters. (laughs) It's from.
1: Bill and Ted's excellent adventure for the NES.
0: <laughs> we need tassels to
1: pass our exam. And most of that was in the old West, right?
0: I don't even remember. I know only one I know of that was like heavily like Wild Westy mm. was Back to the Future Three. Uh, Bill oh, Bill and Ted was kind of all over the place. Yeah, I guess they had to be. <laughs> <laughs> so um, th-
1: there's something is being drawn out of the pile of video game peripherals. It looks like a. It looks like a part of Haju is coming out. Josh, can you grab that?
2: Hey, it's Haju's coin box.
0: Oh.
3: Such an important piece. Excellent. Double check
0: that. Haju can't have me in my quarters. (laughs) My. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Actually, there's a bunch of money in here. If we just want to quit looking for Haju and go to Vegas, I think we're set.
0: I like that. All right. Well, what? I guess we, I guess we can have Haju's quarters. Let's do this how thing. You,
3: wait, no. Stop. Stop the show. How could anyone suggest that? And how could you agree, you monsters?
1: Hey, it's what Haju would have wanted. We can double our money, we can do it. <laughs>
2: Double your money, That's double your Haji Haji.
1: All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's put Haju together and then see if she's cool with it.
3: <laughs> all I'm, right, I got my yeah, eyes we'll on you,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got my eyes on all of you. Hey, hey, I, I agree not to check your inventory. All I'm saying is no reciprocation here. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, um, I think, Pranel, we're coming up to you.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah, what you got? I'm going to continue the train. So... The track I'm going to play is from Wizardry, Tales of the Forsaken Land, and is called <laughs> Bar. Okay. <laughs> Composed by Tomohiko Sato. Back. You're listening to Bar. <coughs> <coughs> from the <laughs> game Wizardry Tales of the Forsaken Land, composed by Tomohiko Sato. And I am starting to think that this may become that game I get every track from onto the show game.
2: Because
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I've, I've done a few. There's not many in the actual game, but they're all good.
2: So it's feasible. What, are the, what do the other tracks sound like? Are they like this? Like...
0: Now nah, they're all over the place because it's, it's a dungeon RPG, so you know the battle tracks are going to feel battle esque. The boss theme, which we've played on the show in the past, is freaking heavy, um, mm-hmm. but so good. But then a lot of the town tracks and the socializing tracks and the story exposition tracks are kind of like this or like mellow, or it just it does everything so right. I so recommend giving it a listen. It's just mm. it's mwah. Ah, I love this song. I love this
1: song so much. I love this song, like, Law & Order, like, style. This is amazing.
0: <laughs> and it's kind. Yeah, of... I like
3: that Purnell was coughing because this is totally a smoky bar. <laughs> yeah. A smoky 80s bar. We just went from the, the Western saloon with our leather jackets and now we're fitting in just as well in this scenario, but we all had to put on, like, a little bit of makeup, you know? To, mm. like, bring out the 80s.
0: It kind of makes me think a little, too. So, like, in the game itself, the idea of the bar is like, it's a typical bar in an RPG. You go there for your quests, but you also go there to rec- recruit new units to join your army and hopefully delve deep into the dungeon. So it almost kind of makes you think, what would it be like if other jobs acquired employees by browsing for them at the bar? Like you see a guy <laughs> driggling. that guy would make our data processor. He could do, he'd be a great one. Look at him, the way he holds that <laughs> goblet. That just shows he's attentive to detail. We need that. Oh, my
3: gosh. Yeah, That's so funny. That's like not going to a bar to find prospective uh, romance partners, but to find prospective coworkers. (laughs) Yeah. like That's That's how you select your colleagues.
4: (laughs) That's
0: great. I don't know, man. I mean, he's drooling a little bit. I think he may have a little bit too much to drink. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of lacks self-control. I don't want to put him near a place where he could actually pull money from the bank. We don't need him taking money out of of our customers' hands, so maybe not
2: him. But he could make a good tank.
0: That, that is very true. Yeah, our team needs a tank. <laughs> when we come up against that other evil Cunglamo Corp, we'll want a guy like him on the front lines, holding the back.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Emily pointed out during the track that there's a lot of reverb on that piano. Like the piano yeah. the, the piano player's in a cage. It's all
3: the smoke, you know, Yeah. somehow causing all of this reverb.
1: Hmm. Yeah, this has a really great atmosphere to it. It makes me think, like, in the game, you found, like, a bar, like, in a town, but the bar is still in the dungeon. Like... (laughs) You're going from, like, <laughs> cavern to cavern, and then you open up, like, a door, and instead of finding, like, monsters and treasure chests, you see, like, six people sitting in a corner and a like, jukebox on the other side.
0: I'm not going to lie, actually. There is a game that kind of does that. Mm. Not in the exact way you describe, but pretty close. Oh, yeah. Uh Like, the Brandish games. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like one of the Falcom, like, RPGs from back in the day. Like, you essentially walk through this massive dungeon, and you open a door, and it's just a person running a shop there. <laughs> just... With a, with a full inventory and things to say. It's like, how do you get to and from work every day? How does this work? I barely made it here. Here you are. Hey, need some information. I can provide you some. Yeah, how did you get here so I can get out? That's what I want What to a know. location. How do you stay in business? I'm the only guy down here.
3: Actually, wait a minute. I think I recognize somebody at that table over there. Oh. It's Cookie! <laughs> cookie! <laughs> oh my god! It worked! I would like to recruit this Dry Bones for our party, please.
0: Oh, second it. Second, second, second it. I want Boom. Cookie. Boom,
3: there we go. All cookie, right. our Dry Bones, hanging out in this dungeon bar that makes a whole lot of sense.
2: Yeah, Cookie, dancing. Cook- We're gonna kick butt. Let's do it! Cookie, not such a good tank, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's true.
0: <laughs> not stealthy, either. But Cookie no, has it where it counts. Yeah, Cookie's more celtics. for
2: moral
3: support. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and item management.
0: I, th- I thought Cookie
1: was just there to dance, but me, item management too.
0: Yeah, cookie's <laughs> the dancer. That's how we get our
2: buffs. <laughs> <laughs> like well, a, actually, it's. <laughs> hmm? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. I was gonna say Final Fantasy two style, Yeah, oh. you know Yuna puts on like a dress and just dances, and like that gives you like health up. <laughs> yes. like, yeah.
3: Come I on. like this idea because all Cookie does is walk back and forth. And I like imagining this as some kind of dance.
0: It's the shuffle.
3: Like, referring to it as like, and now Cookie's going to do her super special dance. Walk, 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 turn. Walk, 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 turn.
2: (laughs) Plus 55 HP. Real talk, talk though. I could imagine a use for a uh, sort of a party member with only one HP, but always regenerates after, you know, five seconds or something like that. You just stockpile all the... uh, Single-use items onto that onto that member, and as long as they wake up before uh, everybody's dead, you know, you guys can get back together. Does that make sense? That yeah. makes a lot makes of a sense. sense. Yeah,
3: and I yeah. think Cookie can pull it off for sure.
0: I think there may actually be like there are two kinds of monsters that are sort of like that that I've come across in games. Not as cool as what you described with the self-healing if they survive, but uh, Shining Force Two had that turtle. If you know what I'm talking about. Oh. It's like it was like one of the hit, like one of the side characters you could pick. Up. It was like a little turtle that would follow you around. He could fight, but he had high defense and like 5 hit points <laughs> compared to everybody else oh, having yeah. like 50. So, he could easily get knocked out by the wrong attack, but if he survived, he usually did some pretty decent damage to, ret- to retaliate and then you just heal him right afterwards. He was perfect. There's I'm,
3: also hmm. a Pokemon oh, wait, that has 1 out. HP.
0: Shedinja.
3: That's right. <laughs> also a ghost
0: he's awesome mm. you guys so talk
3: about a, a,
1: pokemon what? a lot on your show
3: we, we do talk about pokemon and a lot
1: i and it's not that i don't acknowledge anything past the original 150 or whatever <laughs> but i don't know any of them so pernell could say yeah. anything and i'm like yeah that's a pokemon <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, shit did. I just like that you had that Shadiggy. disclaimer. Like, I'm not gonna say that I wanted those people. That you know, but like, I just, I just thought that was funny because <laughs> those people do exist, and I used to be one of them when I was a kid. I was like, no, past 151, they're all bad. Just well, because you, I decided. Well, to I think take both that of us have to kind no of reason.
0: admit there definitely. I love some from every generation. There's no denying that, but there is definitely a moment where it seems like they just get weirder and weirder. like okay we're running out of ideas but Nintendo loves money how about the <laughs> ironing board Pokemon it's just an ironing board and then it's evolved form is it's unfolded no it's double flats or something weird like that like Trubbish he's that a freaking bag too. of trash that becomes a Trubbish larger bag of trash one from
3: a... that generation wait I love Trubbish
0: all right
1: seriously
3: the the weirder they get so I guess when I was a kid that was the whole joke, even before they started making designs like this. We were all like, what are they going to do, make a Pokemon that's a door someday? <laughs> and now they basically have. We have chandeliers. We have vanilla ice cream cones. But once I got over feeling offended by it, now I just think it's hilarious. And I just want them to do more of that. Like, yes, um, I would love a key ring Pokemon. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. So. But you but you know, I, I see, I'm glad you said that because... As that is probably next to Mawile, my favorite Pokemon now. Klefki. It's just a set of keys.
3: <laughs> Klefki, I do actually love that Pokemon. Anyway, we can uh, we can move away from the Pokemon talk. I'm sorry that I, I derailed us.
0: No, I think I brought it. I brought it in. I think I, one thing I can say here is that this episode's theme is bar slash tavern. I think this is probably the most on-theme we've ever been, because we're just having bar conversation throughout the entire episode. (laughs) See, that makes me
3: feel good, because I feel like we've been very off-theme, so as long as you're comfortable with it. I also feel like that, you know, we're not explaining things maybe as much as we should, and by we, I mean me and Josh, and Josh is always really great about explaining things, and I'm always just kind of in our personal lore without giving anybody any clues <laughs> well, so i don't know what your listeners are feeling right now if they feel oh, lost yeah, and yeah. confused well,
0: think of it like this when we came on to your show we kind of took on a bit more of your traits i think maybe right. you're starting to kind of just inst- like instinctively taking on more of our traits just yeah. by being here It's like oh let's talk what are about your Pokemon. traits we just, oh, Pokemon. <laughs> we just talk about random stuff and sometimes the game and the music we just have fun. Yeah, so I haven't played
1: almost any of the games we ever listened to so it's okay. <laughs> um, hey, Prunel. Oh, uh, what um, Haju part do
0: you see over there? Hmm. I think I found some Haju LEDs. LEDs. Oh, nice. That's right. It's Haju oh. stepping up and stepping out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: This was the track to find those on for sure.
1: <laughs> I think by the end of this episode, we're just going to have a handful of parts. <laughs> we don't know where to put them. <laughs> yeah,
3: oh, I know. Huh? but we don't have the instructions.
1: This is like a weird.
3: Where's the manual?
1: To be continued. It's like a saw. <clears throat> like a saw movie. Someone took it apart and hit all the pieces. Um. Anyway, that's what, what? saws about. I don't know.
2: <laughs> don't
4: find out, please. Saw is a toe Jam, jam like and Earl game. What? I-
1: it's like, you know, it's like in that movie Saw where the, um, where the Goblin King comes and takes the baby and, um, anyway. <laughs>
2: uh, and there's a jukebox and... Yeah. They, they do a dance.
1: They do a little magic. And... And
3: there's Pokemon.
1: <laughs> Alright, so my track is definitely, I feel like it's more on the the karaoke side of things. Like, it sounds like it would be karaoke. So much mm. so that I tried to write lyrics for it, um, and then I realized that I'm bad at writing lyrics, and oh, and it's it's really hard. It is hard work. So, um, definitely huge shout outs to Josh because I couldn't do it, but I really hey,
2: Emily's very good at it too. <laughs> you can do it. Oh man, yeah, you can. I'll just s- keep it keep it playing in your car. Get into traffic. Yeah, and uh, just you know. You'll be forced to entertain yourself in that way. But, anyways,
1: and, and on the way to uh, Retro World up in uh, Connecticut, I, I did I tried that and um, it didn't work super mm. great. But this is um, an unknown track in the game James Bond Junior on the NES, composed by Neil Baldwin, and it's also an unused track in the game Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge for the NES, which is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. And uh, wow. Ferrari
3: Grand Prix, James Bond. Okay, that makes sense. I was thinking James Pond. I was like, "What? Those don't make any sense together."
1: I made that mistake too. Fish cars. Okay. (laughs) I've seen it. um, Also noted somewhere that this this song was called the love theme from James Bond Jr., which kind of makes sense. So here it is. This is an unknown track from James Bond Jr., composed by Neil Baldwin. This is an unknown track from the game James Bond Jr. for the NES, composed by Neil Baldwin. Also, you can find it on the Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge.
3: Ah, I am floating away.
1: This is a floaty song. It's all, it's a very, like, sad kind of song, too, I think. It's just, it's got a lot of emotion. And I'm surprised, I mean, I, I guess James Bond Jr. wouldn't be really emotional. Like, I guess I wouldn't be, like, really heavy- on those kind of themes
0: for a kids show, oh yeah, I mean don't get me wrong. Funny enough, being that was a kids show, he still was a lot like his dad. He was still like the, <laughs> hey, I'll buy you a drink of
1: milk. So this is like the love theme from James Bond Junior. <laughs> and M- Money Penny Junior. <laughs> Money Penny Junior.
0: <laughs> I part of me, I try to remember. I don't think they had Junior versions of the films because it really was James Bond and then James Bond Junior. Like it wasn't a young James Bond. It was James Bond's son. So. Like Baby Thunderball and... <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Pitty. You know Just like pity pity.
2: Yeah. You know what's weird is when I think of James Bond Jr., all I see in my head is Captain N. Did they look the same? I will say that they had a similar
0: style to them. They weren't 100% one-to-one, but if you updated Captain N's art style to be along the lines of James Bond Jr.'s, I think that they would visibly look about the same. The art styles were different, but the actual characteristics were fairly similar between the two characters, I think. It was that whole idea, like how in the 90s, or see late 80s and 90s, technically, mm-hmm. there was that whole feeling of like, everything needs to be hip and totally awesome. Well, I hip- used that in quotes. I remember he had a cool jacket. Right. And the end coat, and her coat. Yeah, Captain N. It was oh, the, the Captain for N coat. I thought it had like an
1: something end coat, and I'm like, what's an end coat?
0: No, just the letter N for Captain N, because he was like told me like Captain Nintendo. So, so
1: you can hear some kind of karaoke surrounding this one. I think so.
3: Oh, absolutely. There's that, that part? I'm Sorry, yeah. I'm uh, furiously Wikipediaing right now <laughs> to find out what James Bond Junior is all about because. I think it's about I... breakfast
1: cereal. <laughs> it was about <laughs> selling toys. <laughs>
3: I'm just trying to figure out how I missed this. Uh, if it was Man, it debuted in nineteen ninety one. It was didn't celestation lay... that I didn't have? Was it but not?
0: I don't think it was popular and I also don't think mm. it stayed on the air for very long. Like it may have okay. gotten two years, but actually oh. one season. Oh right, yeah, so so the, the lyrics I had written
1: for this, I found them. Um, oh, yes. It was about golfing and love.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. You got
1: to tell them the title. Inspired by the BGM Jukebox. This is called Short oh. Short Game to My Heart.
0: And yeah. I was kind of picking at him. I was like, you got to sing this to the missus. Yeah. You got to sing it to the missus. Yeah, that was pretty funny. She she got a kick out of that. <laughs> Are you going
3: to sing it? Um, Are you going to say it at least? Yeah. I'm on the Isn't edge of my part seat here. right now.
1: Yeah come on lady, let's go lady that's that's the best part <laughs> <laughs> oh, well I, I I would write oh, these oh, lyrics later, and then they, they wouldn't fit but then like the end of the, of the was a uh, short game to my heart short game to my heart quit playing games it was so good I liked it yeah oh, Wait, did, this you
2: is ever, good. did you ever release it did you put it on the uh, uh, what is that the VGM carrier <laughs>
1: No, my, yeah. My goal is to what do is that that. Thing called? The the VGM karaoke lounge. lounge, lounge. Yeah, thank
3: you. Yeah, but to get on the lounge, you have to then submit your karaoke to either us or the Legacy Music Hour and have it played oh, on the on, air. They gotta,
2: it's they so gotta a... Like this thing. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. They got to open that'd it
4: be up. Cool. And, and like <laughs> yes, they should,
2: they should open it up to you. But that'd be cool though if you did it on uh, you know. LMH. I don't That'd be
3: know. so cool. So wait, so are you so saying cool. that it's fully written or you ah. are not finished?
1: It's most of it is written and none of it fits.
4: <laughs> okay, like so
3: God. here's my suggestion if you're if you're willing to kind of crowdsource <clears throat> it. On our own show, I have kind of I have said on the air sometimes that I've got a karaoke but it's not finished or I've got a karaoke but I can't sing it because it's not in my range and, and listeners will actually pick up where you left off and make it into something mm. amazing. So you could potentially bring somebody else in to help you finish it if you wanted to. I'm just saying, if you put it out to your listeners. Now all the listeners are looking this up and everyone's like furiously scribbling their own <laughs> lyrics and stuff. But like, but it's it's amazing to me that actual like collaborative karaokes can come to exist that way i made a, a completely offhand comment once on an episode where i said you know i i love this particular track i just really wish somebody would rap over it and that actually happened <laughs> somebody did that because i just made this random so never underestimate the power of your listener base hmm.
0: what was the track that you wanted to have wrapped over i need to know
3: it was Sisyphus stage from the Ninja Turtles Torment Fighters game for the Sega Genesis.
0: That's a jam. I'm gonna look jam. that up.
3: It's so good, and it was an incredibly uh, long and very informative rap about how to parallel park. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh
4: yeah, yeah. That
1: was super smart. The God, guy was I actually, love was uh, actually the guy. The guy was a uh, he was a driving
0: instructor, right?
3: Yes, that's right
0: she hit the brakes, the back of two of the space. Break it down
3: <laughs> But please, please, Rob, please, seriously, please. Please right. record the karaoke. Okay. We I'll, all need it. We need I all of the karaoke. I will
1: release keys. this into the wild under my, under my pen name. Purnell.
0: What is your... What is okay, your well, <laughs> well then, what happens Come if people Purnell, like it? Like, did I say Purnell? I mean not Purnell. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh,
1: well, um, behind this, uh, you know, these these karaoke lyrics in the corner over here that are covered in uh, tears and lots of ink, um, I see a, a power cord. A Haji's power cord.
3: We are so getting there, guys. I can't believe this is working, you guys. You guys are lifesavers. After lifesavers, something.
2: Yeah, I'm still worried about the rest of Haji, though. Her turntable and power supply could be out there scared and alone, spinning Mega Drive tunes to an empty room.
0: Ah, don't sweat it, guys. We'll just keep spinning them tracks, and we'll be putting the jukebacks together piece by piece and be done before you know it. I think
1: there's an impending problem involving all of your belongings, though, for now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you calling me messy or something? No, well, maybe. But what I mean is, if Haju manifests in here, is she going to get, like, ghost goop and ectoplasm all over
0: everything? I mean, she could, I guess. No! Whoa! Not my games! My precious games! Mm.
2: I can try to keep this under control, but I'm just gonna spread this tarp out to be uh, you know, careful. Right. I think
1: that's a good idea. It's gonna be okay,
2: Pernell.
1: It's
3: gonna
2: be okay. We gotta
3: keep,
2: we gotta keep here. Playing. Here,
3: Pernell, hold onto Cookie, okay?
2: I'll stand right cookie. in front of these anime DVDs. Your bony visage makes me happy.
1: These, these boxes of old anime VHS tapes that Prenell refuses to get rid of, yes, it's
0: behind all of those.
1: Prunell, you have Ram in one half on five different formats.
0: I should have it on six. What happened to one of them? It's <laughs> all
1: right. Well, I think we're back to you guys trying to resurrect Haju with rad tunes.
3: All right. So now I guess we're just trying to pour all the, the spiritual energy into it, or we're still missing pieces, right? I think We're still missing pieces. I think
1: there's some pieces. There's some spiritual energy. And all of
3: it. All of the above. Yeah. yeah.
1: This is like a, a love brings him home situation.
2: The okay. ending, yeah. What you going to say, Josh? <laughs> maybe at the end, uh, if she's still missing that spark of life, we can figure something out. Okay. Yeah, I'm
3: getting ahead of myself with my worries. All right, so I'm just going to try to put forth another track to sort of bring... I've completely lost what I was going to say. This sentence (laughs) just went completely out of my brain. I'm so worried about our jukebox, guys. All right, let's just go into the track. My (laughs) second track is going to be from a game called Famicom Tante Club Part 2, Ushiro ni Tatsu Shoujo. The composer is Kenji Yamamoto. This was for the Super Famicom, another Super Famicom-only release. Mm -hmm. And this track is called Bar Sambora, or Bar Sambora. So let's have a listen to this one.
0: do <laughs> <There we go>. do <laughs> All
4: right, bring us back hey. in.
3: Please start by li- when you actually put the recording in, just leave in Pernell's ba 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 of
0: course. No, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> right there. I see it. That's very rhythmic. I should be paying attention to these <laughs> things.
3: So that was uh, Famicom Tante Club Part Two, Ushiro ni Tatsu Shoujo. Bar Sambora composed by Kenji Yamamoto for the Super Famicom. And I believe I just resurrected an undead crowd Mm. to sort of clap along and appreciate this music. So that's, I think, what we're hearing in the background there. From the beyond, some souls appreciating the sweet jam.
2: The haunted bartenders, or bar patrons, I should Mm -hmm. say.
1: Haunted regulars. So are, the, are these people who have listened to your show and then died? Um.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I
3: Some don't say. know if anyone. No, hold on, hold on. I don't know if anyone has died listening to our show, but we did actually have a patron who injured themselves listening to the show.
0: Oh. They, they
3: were listening to the podcast, and they fell out of a tree they were working on and broke oh, their arm. No.
0: Oh, my God. Did they then create a legend following the show? Some might say that if you listen to the show <laughs> at five twelve p.m. at the top of a tree while pushing a saw in a clockwise motion around the stalk of the tree while having headphones on, while swinging upside down, you might fall and break your arm. <laughs> I, yes. I, actually, I like the idea of how
1: we're having a crowd come to help resurrect the jukebox, and yeah. it's like it's like at the end of My Neighbor Totoro where all the kids are in the garden <laughs> trying to raise all the plants from the ground.
3: Aww. Oh. Yeah, it's exactly what's going on here except less color. More, uh, more ghosts. More creep. Yeah, exactly. But More exactly. playing
0: with power, though. Yeah, definitely.
2: Mm. More sepia tones. Yes. This is
1: a good track. I really like this track a lot. And I like that. Also,
3: I should say um, that this game came to my attention because of one of our patrons. Um, one of our listeners, Maxwell7301, had recommended a different track from this game which I liked so much that I wound up listening to the full OST and this is how I came across this bar tune. So props to Maxwell 7301, one of our resident
0: robot listeners. <laughs> robot
2: ghosts. I
0: kind of I, I, like I
2: think like, there's a
0: section Is that. I think there's like a kind of a part where like it just kind of kicks into like a weird cheer section. It was like,
3: "Yay!" I love that. That's I mean, I love the the music itself, but I really love that crowd that, that comes in and just spontaneously bursts forth with their enjoyment of the musicians and yeah, the it's, tune.
1: It's not like a like a jazz club kind of cheer. Like, this is Blades of Steel level yeah. of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These people are jazzed for jazz. And that's the name of my album coming out next year. <laughs> jazz Ooh. for jazz Jazz Mike.
4: for jazz... <laughs>
0: By the Blades of Steel Konami Whistle Crew. <laughs> <laughs>
4: exactly. <laughs> the
0: Blades of Steel Whistle Crew. And the Toe
2: jam steppers.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm actually wishing someone would like sample that in like a track somewhere. Is anyone that should be a project for all four of us, see if we can find that down the line. Like a music track, better a real track or a game remix. Where they sample the blade, the Konami slash Blades of Steel whistle. It's actually, it's got enough white noise in it. It would
1: be really good to scratch. I should do that. I could sample that.
4: Yeah.
1: Rob's going to do it for you.
0: <laughs> Pranel
3: put out the challenge and Rob took it.
0: Yes. It needs to happen, man. You can do this. Mm.
3: Hey, speaking of, can we talk about how great Rob's remix of our Front Mission tune was Aww. at the top of the show? That was so awesome. <laughs>
2: It was very cool. Very cool.
1: It was out of love for the show.
2: Aw, oh, thanks.
1: No. This is 100 <laughs> percent too. I'll have um I'll have a clean version of that available um on the site and on SoundCloud so people can get a hold of that, and I'll send it to you guys as well so you can I don't know you can record it into a Christmas card, one of those electronic Christmas cards, and give it to family. Oh,
3: the dopest Christmas card <laughs> ever to exist. <laughs> so so the thing that I loved about that about the remix that you did, Rob, is that, I mean, obviously the Super Nintendo uses all sampled tracks, but, and we were talking about this a little bit before the show, since it's sampling one note, you don't, it doesn't, when I'm listening to Super Nintendo tracks, I don't think of it as being samples in the same way as you would think of samples when you're listening to a band that Mm -hmm. creates all of their music from putting samples together from records and things like that. But the way you put this remix together, Really sounds like you pulled the pieces from records. I don't know how else to explain it, but it completely reframes my mental interpretation of the track by thinking of somebody taking like "doom, do ding, doom, <laughs> from a tune and then just repeating that yeah. underneath the rest of their uh, their mashup. So it's, yeah, I just sam- it was sampling
4: really
1: cool. sampling classic game tunes is a lot like that, where you're, lo- you're you're trying to search out those like little breaks and licks that you want to use. Right.
3: Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: Well, that's how I. That's how I, I. You know, in my head, that's how I put it together. I know we have a lot of guests on our show that they'll try to reimagine and rearrange, like you know, in their own arrangements of the music, because you know they play, you know, instruments, and things. But, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, and but with um, emulation software, you know, it's it's like having the original recordings from those sets, so I can pull apart the different instruments and then use just what I want. Um, right. So it's, yeah, it's, it's re- like
3: having the tapes from the studio.
1: Yeah, and it's really handy if I want to take out the percussion and put my own in, um, which is what I enjoy doing very much. And yeah, it, it was, it's a fun, it's a fun song. It's a fun song to begin with, and I really enjoy that. It, it's it's really neat. Is like how you think about the the snes. Having like seven sample channels. I think it's seven sample channels. I'm sure someone will correct me But when they play each sound on one of those channels, they'll pitch them up or down and they sound Like off key even though it might technically be on the right, you know, semitone or whatever range Mm -hmm. and um, It doesn't sound quite right, but uh, Yoko Shimomura in that game she used like five or six different channels and put and sampled all that's the separate notes onto each of those channels so that it sounds like a piano and not like a weird hacky piano.
3: Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So it sounds more like, like 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 a traditional sampled... traditional, but a, a modern sampled instrument that we would use today, which, you know, would voice all of the different sounds of the piano and we'd play it she back. She
2: got like the different spring uh, string thicknesses or something like that. Yeah. So right. that it didn't sound weird. Yeah. I, I that's like so cool.
1: The image in my mind is, is of her recording her actually playing maybe playing the piano or playing it on the keyboard and recording the individual notes and then programming them into the game. Like that's a level of detail that you don't see in, in a lot of games and makes it really Whoa. special. It's for such a small, like awesome, cool little song. Uh, it, it's really special. It, it's a really unique track. All right,
2: so uh, to the confused listener, I just want to say the track you heard at the top of the show was from Front Mission, which is our theme song on the BGM Jukebox, and Cookie is a uh, skeleton turtle. I forgot what those were called, actually. Dry bones. Yeah, let's do a a
3: really quick run through of the lore. (laughs) You know,
4: I had to to figure it out through context.
1: (laughs) Oh, Cookie? (laughs) Yeah, I forgot. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, so real quick, so this will be like the 60-second the version of the VGM Jukebox. Uh the vgm jukebox uses the front mission song for their theme we have a jukebox that is a haunted jukebox which sometimes chooses its own tracks but has also and become we... the thing that plays our tracks and her name is haju her name is haju um <laughs> i am a necromancer we discovered one day when we pulled up my uh my uh what am i trying to say i'm trying to say this quickly and so of course i'm delaying Your we pulled up uh, my uh, skill chain or whatever my skill tree And we discovered I was a necromancer because I was raising things randomly from the dead. One of those things was a dry bones that we found in our dungeon. We have a dungeon. Uh, We named the dry bones Cookie and they became part of our party. Mm -hmm. And what else do we need to explain? The VGM Jukebox is this weird alternate universe to live in where we've just built this kind of... Ascending lore of ridiculousness with questionable continuity. So that's where all this is coming from, confused listener. We apologize.
0: But you got to admit, confused listener, made for quite the interesting ride, didn't it? Like, who the heck's Cookie? <laughs> Why are hey, they where playing are we? together we're like you?
3: <laughs> We're like an hour or more into the show and they're like, finally, thank you.
4: <laughs> I don't feel lost
3: anymore.
1: Maybe we should have um, started the show with that, but I think I'm a, more than guilty on many counts of having
0: episodes recording just for me.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to do this, and this is for me.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, double thinking. I mean, if you feel if you end up, while doing the edit, if you feel like, I should have done that, you could always just snip that part and move it to the front. Like, I'm going to leave all of this in right now. Don't do that! And all <laughs> I, of your singing. Not while I talk like this! <laughs> I can hear my actual voice, I'll right. feel terrible.
1: So so last <laughs> last music geeky moment for me is the snare drum in this track is super crisp. I it really is like super it. Crisp. It cuts really nicely. Mm. I, I like that a lot. Oh, and that solo. Is crazy.
0: the crowd loves it, <laughs> clearly. They do. <laughs> This track is just perfect for that scat styling. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I really like that we kind of, with all of our picks, we're hitting on every iteration of bar there is, you know? Mm -hmm. We're hitting on all the different kind of atmospheric vibes that one might conjure up in their mind when they think bar. And I know we're going to be getting into even more, so Mm -hmm. that's cool. We're doing a full survey of all Mm -hmm. types of bars.
1: That's right. Well, let's let's kick this into gear so we can fit more, so we can hop to more bars. Well, well ha- you
2: know, Cliff, I uh, I've been to some bars south of the border, and I'll tell you a little something about that. Oh, but before, please do. B- before we go, did you find any pieces or anything of a, or just this uh, this haunted uh, crowd? I
3: think the haunted crowd might be one of the pieces. I think that they are they are putting forth love and uh, good vibes towards our mission.
2: That's probably true. Hey, every good is dude like he's a good audience, right? Let's hope.
3: Let's For hope that is... I'm not just yeah. overlooking something and that we're gonna find out in the end game that, ah, oh, we're missing that one thing and now we can't go back. Can we make a save right here? I'm gonna make a save right here, just in case.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Save it in the second slot, though, if you don't mind.
3: Okay, I put it in the second slot, good call.
2: Okay, thank you.
0: What's in the first slot? Well, obviously the main run. Come on, man. <laughs> this is like your alternate timeline, right? You're in the exactly. first slot,
2: Rob. So you're a fan um, of
0: Raiden Historia too. Right.
2: <laughs> yes. All right, but we're going uh, south of the border to Mike's Jukebox uh, from Marvelous Moho T- Totsu no Takarajima. As a Japanese person, I'm pretty embarrassed that I could not read that. But, um.
0: Now you truly have embodied the show.
2: <laughs> but here we go. Let's take a listen. This is called maybe Latin. Mike's jukebox, Latin, from Marvelous Mohitotsu no Takarajima. Um, I, I, I yeah. like
1: how the, 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 the title of the track is very English <laughs> and then the name of the game is Mike? very very Japanese. Yeah, Mike.
3: Mike's jukebox. <laughs>
0: I got to say some of this this makes me think of like a, a lost Mario Super Mario Kart track like an actual like the old oh, Super Nintendo totally! Mario Kart. Yeah.
3: Totally. 100%. Sorry, but, that really resonated with me just now.
0: Yeah, I mean it's there. I mean we, you can totally hear like this is like I don't know like Shy Guy saloon or something. Dig digga, dig 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 he's driving. We just the... lapped again. Mm hmm. You all know, hear all the cars drive by, toss banana peels behind the counter. You know, like are shooting off the bar, knocking cars off the track. You know, it's just an <laughs> awesome level. My favorite level in the game. Did you guys know? It's unlockable.
3: <laughs> did not know.
0: <laughs> totally You're a up. better
3: gamer than I.
0: I think you, I think you dreamed that one. After Honestly, after. it's possible. I did drink a, a lot of. Ten was it? Tomarine carrot juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We
3: have hopped through many Would bars it? at this point, so please, everyone, take everything we're saying with a, a grain of salt at this point.
1: And lime. I, I like. I like where Josh has <laughs> just taken us, though. It's very. It's much more dancy.
3: It is dancy. Can I? Uh, this might be an exclusive for your podcast, but this track is actually the one that I had gotten attached to first when we thought of our vgm jukebox theme songs i was really gunning for this to be our theme in my mind i just got very fixated on it
0: that makes me kind of wonder then, so because obviously both tracks are absolute gems but what was it about the other that you say what had it went out over this one
3: well i think so i know that that uh well so i liked this one but and I think what I really liked about it was that it sort of amps up in the beginning. So it sounded like it had a natural kind of fade out part where you would start talking. But the more Josh and I kind of talked and envisioned the vibe of our bar, it we sort of both came together on front mission and, and were like, this is this is the vibe we're going for. It's like just chill people, relaxing this is a much more animated situation, I think.
2: Bienvenidos a VGM Jukebox. Yes. <laughs> also, we can't speak <laughs> that this. Exactly that.
3: <laughs> if we ever have uh, patrons who translate all of our VGM Jukebox episodes into Spanish or Portuguese, they will use this as the theme, and it will be that version of the VGM Jukebox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really like that <laughs>
1: that the alternate translated version of your show will also have a different theme song.
3: yes. <laughs> I, also, I really like thinking about somebody trying to translate all of that and keeping in all of the weird like beaks. So I can imagine someone being so fixated on being absolutely perfect that it would be like, you know, I can't speak Spanish, but it would actually be like, "I'm Emily and I'm Josh and um and this is and um this and and this track kind of feels like I just it's funny to me to think of somebody translating it word for word.
0: Let's see, and I speak very little Spanish too. I think the best I might have is como te llama Purnell. Bibliotheca, And that's what you get.
4: Yeah. All you have (laughs) to
0: say is, my name is in
1: library in any language. That's right. It gets you through. And it gets you through to the library. I need to go to the
0: bathroom. (laughs) Bibliotheca. Oh, over there. Thank you. I'll be right back. I'm hungry. Bibliotheca. Oh, yeah. Go down the stairs there, man. You're good. Thank you very much. I appreciate that.
3: (laughs) I was going to say, in the modern world, all of those things that you do need are in the library now, so... Yeah. Many of them have cafes They should all have bathrooms So really that is all you need Is to know how to say library in any language
0: That's right Where do you sleep? I'll find a, I'll find a cozy corner No one will know I'll just be reading until I fall asleep You'll at least find um, a translation book <laughs> That is true Just <laughs> gotta find the means to get things done well, I'll get you there hmm. I do remember those days I took Spanish class for three years And my teacher's name for me Was totally made up because originally it was just Pepe, which is an actual name. And then right. it somehow became Pepe-lito, Pepe Peppolito, and then Pernell again. <laughs>
3: Peppo, like,
0: Popoito? i just started calling me Peppolito. I was like, okay,
3: it
0: works for me, like, I, like it. yeah, like, I like it. started with
3: an English name and then got to a Japanese name by way of a Spanish name.
2: Yeah. My name is Popo Wido Hebereke. (laughs) Son.
3: (laughs) And I'm in Spanish class. I don't know how we arrived here, but we did.
0: Oh, man. Japanese class was even funnier. I like, you'll get a chuckle out of this, I think, too. So in college, um, I became friends with a guy who was taking Japanese, and I wanted to take Japanese because he made it seem so cool, and anime was great. And uh, so I signed up, but they didn't have any more slots available that semester for entry-level Japanese, so I just went with a third-level Japanese, <laughs> thinking I could just catch up. <laughs> and uh, I walked into the classroom for the first day, and my friend's like, what are you doing here? I was like, yeah, man, I figured I'll just do what I study and I'll catch up, I'll be great, don't worry. And then the teacher walks in, and no one spoke English again. And she just kept asking me questions. I was like, see, see, I, And she's like, well, uh, she said something I didn't understand. I was like, I, I. She goes, so you're a girl now, is that it? I was like, yes, I guess. Library? me <laughs> I mean, you know, it was weird. That was also the last time I went yeah. to that class. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I, I have wish never I could speak heard more that story. languages. It was embarrassing. Oh, man. So you are a girl? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man. it's cool.
3: It's cool to be a girl.
4: <laughs> it is. It is. I can
3: vouch for it.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I wish I could speak more languages. I think one of the most interesting experiences I ever had in my life was working in a workplace where I was the only person who did not speak a second language and kind of... By way of that, coming to understand what it feels like to be immersed in a culture that you you, where you cannot communicate, if that makes any sense, they would talk to me. And we actually had this. um, We started up this tradition where every day everyone had to learn a Spanish word, a Portuguese word, a Russian word, and then I had to come up with a really weird English word and we would all <laughs> learn vocabulary for the day. But I really value that experience where it was not guaranteed that I could actually know what was going on to sort huh. of see things from the other perspective. Because we totally take for granted that people speak English in other countries or just, you know, wherever. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was, that was a cool experience. And I just thought I would share that.
1: Yeah. Every time I've traveled um, abroad, I've always felt really guilty about not learning their language. But yeah. And everyone's so nice about it. I'm like, don't
0: be so nice about it. I'm the jerk. I'm honestly <laughs> sad that I was never introduced to foreign languages at an earlier age. I mean, I was inducted in yeah. such things as, you know, Simpsonese and Marioglish. Well, you know. has his own language to begin with, so. That is true. It's Pernese. Fine. I do have that. Unfortunately, no one else seems to speak it, so I can't take it to any other countries, just my backyard. Can you, can
3: you speak Pernese right now? Or have you been? And I've just been sorting it out somehow, miraculously.
0: I think you had. I think a lot of it just comes from inflection and just going, well, it sounds like he's excited about something. And they are talking about RPGs. Right. It sounded like you said Valkyrie, but I you could also RPG said I heard RPG in
3: there somewhere.
0: <laughs> I heard
3: Mario Kart. I know we're talking about Mario Kart.
0: Mario, room, Room go back to the bibliotech. I go, yeah, and this game is great. Zam, man. I got to level up, and uh, my cell phone something, is
3: ringing. Something, donut planes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All aboard the donut
1: planes. room, vroom. So what part of Haji do you think we found listening to this tune?
2: Well, I have a little colored tube with a bubble running through it.
1: Oh. That's an important piece.
2: I think it's a decorative piece, but uh, I'll hold on to it.
0: (laughs) Hey, Pernal, I think you're up. (gasps) Really? Is it my time to shine? (laughs) It's (laughs) time to set it in. Time for the weird track I've been holding on to. Set this world on fire. Baby, baby! I mean, (laughs) pernglish. (laughs) Pernies. So... This track is from a game that I've admittedly played very little of. It's on my list of games to do more with. And now that I've had recent history, I have more reason to want to play it. But I'm just going to say the game instead of rambling about it for now. It's from the game Deadly Premonition. And the track title is Miss Stiletto Heels. Game track is composed by Ryo Kinugasha, Takuya Kobayashi, Hiromi Mizutani, and it's sung by Misako Yamashita. Welcome back. Hope you enjoy your Mai Tai and nice live clink- entertainment. <laughs> Clap. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Miss Stiletto Heels. I dream of you from the game Deadly Premonition, mm-hmm. composed by Ryu Ryu Kugasa. <laughs> Finally, it hit me. Kobayashi Hiromi Mizutani With vocals Sung by Misako Yamashita So This sounds great But it's amazing that When I first heard it It sounded so weird Because the lyrics are like Partly clear Like clear And other parts just like Weird words strung together You mean like Just there's words that don't make sense together Or or nonsense words They just feel like words that don't make sense together Uh. But it's overall a great sound, and yeah. she sounds good, so it works. It's, it's I like. I listened to it multiple times. Like, I like this song. I don't know
1: why. Well, I love that this song sounds haunted. Like this
0: song sounds like it's a ghost of another song. Like I, I've played a small bit of this game before getting derailed as I do, and it's on my to play list as well as eventually getting the board game hopefully, but deadly premonition is basically twin peaks the video game <laughs> which is amazing in that it exists at all <laughs> it was like also a budget game by uh was it swervy i may be getting the name wrong but the company's called swervy they're known for making bizarre games and so it took off this was like their big push like everyone loves deadly premonition to the point where i got like a re-release with like a special director's cut and all kinds of stuff but just all The atmosphere is weird, and this song just feels like it belongs in a weird Twin mm. Peaks-like place.
3: I mean, it's not only weird in the lyrics, which I'm going to read later because I looked them up, and it's not <laughs> only sort of strange in the vocal stylings, but I want to know how many listeners took their earphones off to make sure that they weren't hearing music in the real world, because when we were setting this track up, I thought it was playing through my computer instead oh. of through my earphones, and that's why I was like, "Wait a minute, guys! Why is why why is this playing through the wrong speaker?" But it it's the where they placed it in the recording. It's way in the distance and off to the side. That's really interesting. And so it- so it, it 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 completely uh completely confused me mentally i did not think it was coming through my headphones
0: it's an interesting idea because now that you made that comment it's starting to kind of come to me like maybe the intent for the track sound like it does is that it's meant to sound like you're listening to it in a bar and not directly through your headphones which is why they have other mm. recording styles of it on the ost that are clearer and
1: there's a different instrumentation or just uh recorded with like different processing sounds kind of different.
0: I think it's like recorded differently mm. with the intent to make it sound like a, nor- a typical song with sound when you hear them through your headphones whereas the one we're listening to right now kind of has a distancy sound to it. Like It doesn't sound like it's coming right into your ears. It sounds like it's across the room hmm. and you're yeah, listening I mean, to I, it. I think
3: that it, it sounds like a radio or, or maybe even like some kind of maybe a jukebox, mm. possibly. Uh-huh.
0: That's true. Oh. Uh-huh. See, you guys weren't also, thinking about it, but that was totally my trick. Perfect for <laughs> HaJu.
2: I think it's kind of interesting too that uh, Pernell, you chose the more distant-sounding version of the track. Yeah, are I, you, you a ghost?
0: I just kind of—I don't. know, It's weird to say. It just—I like this style. I, I like the idea of it sounding like it's not quite near you. Like it's—it's it's atmospheric, mm. not coming right through your ears. I mean, even think of like a lot of other games you've played where they've had vocals in a location that you're in. Like it always sounds like you're hearing it directly coming out of the speakers, boom, it's right in your ears. Whereas this sounds more atmospheric. Like they're singing. They're not singing directly to you. They're singing to the room. Mm-hmm. And you're in that room I
1: might be reaching But is there Could this be One of those Like Your connection to Like shoegaze music In that it's like Super processed And it's very Atmospheric sounding But still rock music Maybe like You're connected to that In that way
0: Honestly I can't even dis- Disagree with it Because That sounds like Something that I'd be thinking And not even realize yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, doing Like oh! Something in
1: your subconscious Is like oh I like that Because it sounds like Music from another Place Yes. Yeah.
0: All this needs is some From reverb.
3: The beyond. Hmm. So wait, so I've got a question. So was this? That's
1: not the answer. <laughs> good
3: answer, but not what I was looking for. <laughs> um, so is this, this particular version of the track we're listening to, is this how it appears on a soundtrack release?
0: Yes, this is the soundtrack.
3: Okay. So what I'm thinking about is if this is in the game and it's coming out of some kind of machine in your environment let's say, as you're moving around the room I would assume that it would change its position so that you always feel like it's coming from somewhere else, so I think it's even interesting that they released it this way because there must be a recorded version that isn't way in the distance and hard panned, but they wanted you to, when you were listening to the soundtrack, re-experience that feeling of walking around in the game with something playing
0: Hmm. from
3: from a distance Is that making any sense?
0: Yeah, it does. Like, I think actually, I made that comment earlier, but deacon back, I got a feeling Silent Hill has a track like that that plays at some point where like it plays in the room and it gets distant. It sounds more distant or closer as you get closer to the system, the record or the system that's playing. And I think about horror games do that.
4: Yeah,
1: they play around with like where sound is coming from and like uh, like a proximity from the player to certain sound sources. I mean, they do that in like action games too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I know. Oh,
3: sure. Yeah, it's just interesting that they they did this on the official release yeah I, i'm thinking the same
1: way it's like they, they want you to know that like hey this song is spooky because <laughs> yeah. if it would if it didn't have the spooky filter then it might sound
3: <laughs> the spooky filter
1: that's the official word i know when i was that's the
3: that's the that's the official photoshop filter
1: <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> so spooks three
0: like i will say i do recall coming across like an acapella version of it and that one was clear as a bell, like it was yeah. the typical expectation to the sound. Mm. So you can get the shree, shree, like, grr, and full, <laughs> full clarity and all of its glory. Well, I think this
4: track yeah, so
1: these... is... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just, just going to say that. I think this track would sound um, very different, clear, you know, in a clear way, it would give a different emotion. But what were you saying, Emily?
3: Oh, I was just going to read the lyrics, but I didn't want to interrupt your thoughts. I do
1: want to hear these lyrics.
3: (laughs) So, I mean, take this with a grain of salt. This is just some random page on the internet, and somebody may have just been trying to understand the lyrics and writing what they thought was being said, but regardless, this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at, I dream of you like a god. There is something funny about us at all. We hid behind the door. Let the shoes see us. I have seen you haste from the nightmarish space. I dream of fear like prisoner. You are cautious of my innocence. Everyone just pretend now. Life is but a dream.
1: <laughs>
0: I like that. I do
1: like it. It's like, um, yeah, It's it's got a little, a little you know translation things going on there but (laughs) sweet sweet sweeting let the
3: shoes see us let the shoes see us is simultaneously the funniest and most disturbing (laughs) line like at first i just thought it was funny but the more i look at it the more it freaks me out like i don't know it makes me feel like something is watching let the shoes
2: see us because they are dead maybe people are walking over their graves or something Mm. like that
3: oh that's interesting
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are thinking about this way more than I did,
0: but now I'm actually imagining Ooh. this. Man. Like, like she's, when she's singing the song, she's like, you know, I, what, I, what I want you guys to imagine is that you're walking over a sea of bodies. And Pretty you're still letters.
2: You found Haju's ghost (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to step on it I
0: just was, you know Just kind of strutting there This this is is
1: the ghost of Haju Floating floating before us Sorry Haju The non-corporeal form I didn't
0: mean it (laughs) No, this
3: is great This is fantastic Now we just have to find a way of tethering her and I'm not gonna resort to blood magic, so we need to come up with some other way. Good,
0: good, okay. What about good. blood music, That's Rob? Good. I
1: still have music. We don't have to hurt ourselves just yet. <laughs> Emily, <laughs> put the knife down.
3: Uh, all right, you know, I'm just, I'll just, all right.
1: Josh, I don't know how you've survived the past three years.
3: <laughs> uh, plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> and wings
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can P-winks. Oh, mercy plot armor. <laughs> well, my next track
1: is from the game breath of fire for the Super Nintendo Hey-o! Yeah, composed by Hitoshi Sakimoto, and this is the track called profit um, P-r-o-f-i-t as an I sold my blood for a profit for the Super Nintendo composed by Hitoshi Sakimoto This is the song "Profit" Sniffle Remix. It's the Sniffle, re- the Sniffles Remix <laughs> from the game Breath of Fire for the Super Nintendo, composed by Hitoshi Sakimoto. And yeah, this this is um uh, happy hour music. You know, you met up with some guys at work, and you're all walking into the to the space to the spot where everyone knows your name,
0: the shop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And yes, yeah, is this, is this is shop music.
0: No, it's like it's like it's multi-purpose. It does they do it in shops. They've done it in like certain like houses too, like bar mm-hmm. houses and all. Okay. So it definitely fits. Yeah. And even if it didn't, it gets a pass because holy crap, this is a great track, yeah. and it would be perfect for a bar.
1: <laughs> this piano, that piano is like really percussive. It's very like kind of rhythmic and bouncing
0: around, yes. and making you bounce around. Oh, this is my stuff, man. <laughs> I always try to just think about. uh like, for some reason, what came to mind when this started playing is like, there's that one town, I think I even played a track from this on a long time ago, probably the Decadence episode, mm. where uh, there's a town that's completely made of gold. So, everything, people eat off of gold plates, gold utensils, gold houses, gold everything. And yet, the bars and the stores still sell things. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what do you need money for? You live in splendor. Like, is the gold the currency? in the game yes gold is a currency and everything in their homes are made of gold like what do you need me to buy just (laughs) give it to me I'll work for it I don't know Mm. but this is my bank. I love this track yeah Yeah, this is a great one
3: such a good track this was on uh, the Legacy Music Hour jazz episode
4: in fact
3: which was a fantastic uh, assortment of tunes so always
2: glad to hear this one that must be why I've heard it 10 or 20 times. <laughs> By the way, I, I looked it up, though, uh, just to find out where I had heard it before, and I'm looking at the track list. I think Brent Weinbach's saying this is a Yasuaki Fujita track.
1: Oh. Well, I could be wrong there. Could be.
2: Go <laughs> am <laughs> <be>. the
0: Rochambeau, <laughs> Brent Weinbach. Do it!
1: Yeah, when I discovered the, the Legacy Music Hour... And it was towards the end, and I had to go back and listen to all of their episodes. And I bounced around just to listen to the ones that I I really liked, the ones that sounded most interesting to me. And then I went back and listened to the rest, because I had to figure out when they started calling him Rob F. Switch.
4: (laughs) Yes! And
1: it took me days to figure that out. And then once I listened to it all out of order, I listened to it again in order, at which that point I realized there was no more podcast and we needed to start our own.
2: (laughs) Oh,
3: wow.
1: And thus, thus, Rhythm and Pixels was born. A lot of podcasts were born. The the sound (laughs) test was born. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Um, And so when I think of like, oh, why do I I remember this song? I don't remember playing this game. It's usually because I heard it in an episode and I've forgotten the episode already. I'm sure they have a similar experience too where it's like, oh yeah, I played this song before but... Um, or maybe they've heard it before they, they've forgotten they've played it on
0: the show. Oh, this actually yeah, has. Yeah, that's be- the
3: interesting thing about getting into VGM podcasts is that now it's so much more difficult to remember where you've picked up music. because yeah. before it was like, okay, I know this track because I have that game. And then for me, it was, okay, I know that track because I have the game or I've heard it on the Legacy Music Hour. And now it's, I don't even know. It could be from you guys. It could be from Pixel Tunes Radio. It could be from my own listening. So uh, sometimes there are tracks that I I know that I loved, but I just cannot find again because I cannot even remember what I was doing that brought that track into my life. I'm
1: trying to collect as many as I can for our YouTube radio station, uh, Rhythm and Pixel Radio, so that... When it comes on, I can go back and look at it and be like, "Yes, that's the song that I like." And if I hear it enough times, or if it comes back enough times, I'll I'll
0: remember it. <laughs> it's just like, yes, there's a reason I like this. And it's funny that this is like the topic right now because I think I'm not sure if I even told you this, Rob. But uh, a couple, I say last week sometime. You don't have to say a word. For <laughs> um, wait was it? I was in my office and my boss came and rushed the door because they needed me for something. She opens the door and she goes, What is that music? What is that sound? Are you playing a video game or something? I was like, No, no. And then my other boss who was also with her goes, Oh no, Pernolis is that bleep bloop music. Like that, that that's normal for him. And she goes, What? And I go, Yeah, it's good music. She's like, I not understand. You can't jam to this. You can't groove to this. I'm like, the heck you can Was it? Was it uh, Silver Surfer
1: from Tim Fallon?
0: <laughs> I remember <laughs> plan, at this point plan, it was
1: Planet. <laughs> that is bleep bloop as an electric guitar <laughs> plays is...
2: Meadly Meadly. Meedly Meadly,
0: yeah. meadly mew. I'm
1: <laughs> that's Jilla. the bleep bloop
3: you give to a non bleep bloop to get them into bleep bloop.
0: I feel like that—that those are the people I want to run Yuzo Koshiro through, like the Streets of Rage OSTs, mm-hmm. and like say, "Hey, this is this oh this album this guy put out. This is Kanye's unreleased cuts." <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Bridgewater
1: from the Forever Sound Version podcast has been uh, threatening to play Streets of Rage at his weekly um, DJing gig in town.
0: He should <laughs> yeah. like
3: threatening. And like, he should like. You mean like offering?
1: I don't. I don't know what
0: particular music he's been hired to play so i don't know if it (laughs) he he could fulfill a dream of mine by doing that by the way i just need to say if you're listening to this you need to do that because i've always dreamed of playing streets of rage in a club where most of the population has no ideas from a game (laughs) i want to see if they keep dancing to it
2: yes you gotta do it right at that moment too where everyone's just and like, hitting the dance floor hard. They're just into what you're doing. And then all of a sudden.
0: Yeah.
1: I think if a crowd heard
0: that today, I they think would think, like work. Oh, they're going for that retro sound. I can dig it. I'm cool.
3: Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. I just want to see it, possibly record it, and just tell people, You can't groove to that. Check this out. 10,000 people can't be wrong. They're improving. <laughs> I have a lot of faith in you, Michael. You're playing to 10,000 people. Yeah, It's doing the work.
3: Do it. I actually had a really interesting conversation with a friend of mine who listens to our podcast sometimes, where he he initially, um, I, I guess either Josh or I, had referred to a track as having groove, which we often do. Mm. But my friend had never heard the term having groove being applied to something as like procedurally programmed as a video game tune Oh, interesting! and their their first reaction was like wait a minute a song like that can't have groove there isn't a person playing it a person they, they really felt oh, like and I don't and I don't mean that in a closed minded way but they really felt like the human element was necessary for there to be a groove and then they said they had this whole roundabout argument with themselves and then came out on the other side and decided well yes this does have groove so therefore it is possible <laughs> And I just thought that was really kind of an interesting. It's just interesting.
1: It is the. Oh, there's a lot of drum machines that you can apply different like quantization <laughs> grooves to. There's a
3: groove button.
1: There's a groove button, <laughs> and um, apply groove. Apply apply groove. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, for now. But no, it's it's a lot of times like a a, a lot of classic hip hop tunes, especially in the '90s. You, you if it's a drum machine, you hear that kind of swing. To it, yeah, it's a it's a pl- applying a groove, um, yeah. to it to a track because you're, you're emulating, you know, uh, you know, a, like a drum break off of a record with a, with a sampler.
0: I'm a horrible right. person, but I want to say this because I just learned it a second ago. What's up? Did you guys know Arrested Development season five started like today? Oh, it's out now. Apparently, my friend was like, I'm watching Arrested Development season five. I was like, Holy crap,
4: Dang. it's
0: worth that's That makes me so happy. I just wanted to say it on the show. <laughs> Is that a group?
4: That's
0: really cool. <laughs> oh, oh. You've seen the rest of the development. That whole show is a group. Well, I stopped at four because I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I oh. think that was a comment because that weird like thing they did with the split <laughs> <I wasn't> people. <laughs> it wasn't all that great. Um, I have been watching um, off and on and binging
1: off and on uh, Terrace House, which is a weird um, like big brother in Japan.
0: Te- oh, is that the show you told me about where everybody's really friendly and yeah.
2: polite?
1: <laughs> Everyone's super polite and super nice to each other. But we can talk about that later, because...
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the, uh, off the uh, like, singled-out oh, yeah. interviews are like, oh, yeah, she's so nice. <laughs> she brought,
1: I love them. I love them when I She brought me up.
2: a bento. Oh, my gosh, she's so nice. Uh, I can't wait to buy her a bento
4: tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I'm, oh. I totally came here to make friends. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, there's, like, a fight, but you never know it. <laughs> it's off camera that are apologizing
1: yeah. for it about it. All right, well, I think, I think this track has brought back the jukebox. Or at least we can see it clearly now.
2: Wow.
0: You but, did it. But I feel like we need to inject some party into her. We yeah. need to give her that de- the ability, the desire to just pop and possibly bop.
3: So she's almost there, popping and bopping, but... <laughs> There's something missing. Did we miss an ectoplasm pickup somewhere?
2: Well, my shirt's a little wet, but I think that's from dancing really hard, (laughs) so... I don't know, I'm thinking... Maybe if we play this next song, or these next few songs, maybe it'll give Haju the strength to leave the VGM spirit world and manifest yourself at the bar. Maybe even Purnell's stuff will stay completely clean and in mint condition.
3: Maybe. Um, I could try to guide her a little bit with my necromancer
2: powers.
0: Yes, please try to guide her. Whoa, what about slamming my stuff? What, what is that?
2: <laughs> I'm nothing. Let's cue this up.
0: Wait, that's not a real track.
2: It's, it's a, a mask.
0: mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's a remask mix. Bonus round, don't slime my stuff.
1: All right, so I think Haju would appreciate the bonus round.
0: Very much.
3: I think maybe Hodge Uh, is going to try to play the bonus round.
1: Hodge is not
2: used to the bonus round, but, you know, we'll see.
0: More music.
1: All right, Emily, what you got over there?
3: All right, well, now that we're, like, really, our whole segue was so exciting and just action-packed and pumped, I'm going to hit you with a really slow, very calm track. So... Sorry, but also you're welcome, because it's awesome. (laughs) The track that I picked for the bonus round is not strictly a bar tune, but to me it sounds like something that would be played maybe at closing time in Mm. a bar. So kind of get us started with winding down, maybe. Um, This is a... The track, the original track, is from the game Columns 3, Revenge of Columns. The Mm. whole soundtrack is great, everybody should listen to it. Uh, This particular track is Column Dive, which is one of my favorites, uh, and it was composed by Morihiko Akiyama for the Sega Genesis. The remix of this was arranged, performed, and recorded by Soundol VGM Covers. This is a guy who is um, a clarinetist, and he plays a lot of different instruments. And he put together this really amazing jazz quartet cover of Column Dive. Mm. So let's, I guess, get settled in and maybe we'll start sweeping up the bar a little bit and uh, just sort of chill out to this really calm track.
2: This is a good track to drink some synthahall too. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were back. I thought no, we no. were back.
3: Please, uh, please enjoy the the uh as we're closing up here at the bar.
1: Yeah, this is a close-up music.
3: And I feel I feel like my voice has changed from listening to this. I'm now like, And everyone, that was Column Dive from Columns 3, Revenge of Columns, as reimagined by Soundol VGM covers. Hmm. I love I this arrangement. His
2: name was Soundolay.
3: So I did ask him before we came on the show, just to be sure. It's S O N D O L E. I encourage everyone to check out all of his videos on YouTube. He's a very, very talented musician. This was his first jazz quartet arrangement ever. What? First.
4: That was and bears. it sounds
3: this good.
1: That's yes. great. That, that's so good. The clarinet is so crisp in that track. I love it.
3: Yes. Then that's him playing a real clarinet because Mm. that's what he does. So he's playing the clarinet, he's playing the piano, and the bass is sampled. So he's using a keyboard to do that. Um, And I'm trying to remember if he did the drums or if he had another uh, musician friend come in and do the drums. But regardless, I love this arrangement. I actually requested that he cover this track, but I didn't give him any sort of parameters so he just pulled the jazz thing out of nowhere I guess he was just vibing on you know the ectoplasm or the beyond or whatever this is that we've got going on in this this episode and in our podcast but uh, I just think it's just absolutely fantastic
1: Alright uh, Josh um, you brought us mm. some, some tunes as well right?
2: Correct I Um, didn't give you a download, but I did, uh, find a track from the Marvelous, wait, sorry, from the Super Soul Brothers. Yeah. They did a nice version of Mother 2's Your Name, Please. Super Soul Brothers, Mm. find them, love them, make them play your bar mitzvah. I mean, they're a good group of guys, and maybe there's some girls in there, too. I don't remember that from the video. But, uh, yeah, good live band.
0: Perhaps one might say there's a little Super Soul Brothers in all of us. (laughs) I
1: think
2: Kaji was grooving to that. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: This is really
0: good. That track good.
3: reminded me a lot of uh, the De Blob soundtrack.
0: Yeah. You know what the Blob? Oh yeah, yeah. De
3: Blob. We came across that on our podcast also. Well, like everything else, a listener recommendation mm-hmm. from I believe Mike from Teenagers with Attitude and yeah. I think it changed us forever.
0: <laughs> the OST is so good in that game and it gets better as you paint towns. It's just
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Did you get to play it, Emily? I did, yeah, I beat it. Oh, oh, right, right. Oh, we both beat it.
3: Yes, but I didn't 100% it.
2: And I
0: like Pinky's oh. voice, too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well,
1: can you introduce your track, Pernell, but in a Pernell-style voice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: going to do that. Oh, my God, <laughs> right? we- that is
3: That I need to recover. That was very adorable.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <I>, you no. Know. <laughs>
3: Um, all right, I'm recovered. Continue.
0: All right, I'll try the other voice because Rob was like, try that. So, Well, the track I selected for the bonus round is a particular favorite of mine that I was hoping to squeeze into the episode, but I didn't want to give up the two delicious tracks I played prior. So instead, I found a rather groovy piano rendition cover of this, one of the best, if not best, piano bar themes in the history of role-playing games that would be from the game dragon quest eight the track title is boogie woogie in the bar it's a piano cover done by the fantastic francis rave hope you cats hope you cats dig it <laughs> A track that you could totally grab your best gal and take her on the dance floor for a cool swing and shuffle session. That track is Boogie Woogie at the Bar, piano cover remix from the game Dragon Quest VIII, done fantastically by the man Francis Rave. It sounds very. Like at one point, I didn't even realize it was a cover. I thought it was the actual track from the game. But then he started yeah. doing some
1: flim flam into it. Yeah, definitely like an electric piano, but de- on or a MIDI or, or like a synthesized piano, but done in, in like a very
0: different style. Yes, yeah. like this is probably one of my favorite bar themes <clears throat> ever. Done. Period. Like I would enter a bar in this game. This is one of those times where I would just stay in the bar and browse my inventory. Like, oh crap, I gotta equip my guys. Don't do it in the shop. Do it in the bar. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's it's a solid excuse to listen to the music for a longer period of time. And I'm glad I was able to find a remix to it because that seems to be a thing for me. Like I'll come across an episode like, I want to get this track on here, but I can't do it for the main. So I'll be determined to find the cover. Does not (laughs) disappoint. I hope this is great.
3: I do love how much it sounds like it's coming from the actual game.
1: Yes
0: Well, very
1: similar to that um, the track that I chose is from Street Fighter 5 and it is very Very true to the game style Mm -hmm. for this track, and this is Karen's theme Karen Kanzuki And it is covered by classical cat on the violin featuring the consoles Oh, and I've been listening to them at work like a lot so much so, I'm thinking of taking their music and putting it in, on our hold music at work. Oh, nice. <laughs> on the oh, slide. Oh, do
3: it, do it, do it, <laughs> That'd it do
1: it. it would be about time someone did Stop thinking it, do it. So, um, this is Karen's Theme by Classical Cat and the Consoles. Was Karen's theme from Street Fighter Five by Classical
0: Cat featuring the consoles. Every time you mention the name of Classical Cat, I just keep picturing like Keyboard Cat taking up a new profession. (laughs) I (laughs) could I I do like that. I like that uh, Keyboard Cat has you know
1: just taken off into a different direction. (laughs) But uh um, no, the only name I have, and maybe I should just do some more research here, is her YouTube handle, X Classical Cat X. So, um, but no, it's a great collaboration with the consoles. I urge you, if you enjoy that track, um check them out online, go to their band camp and buy all of their albums because it's so good. And if you've liked any of the music on this part of the show, please, um, go to rhythmandpixels.com. dot com. We're going to have links to where you can find their music and you can support these amazing artists. So,
2: I love this song, and I think it would be so cool if every time somebody wanted to fight me, like this star- song started playing. <laughs> like, can you feel this groove? Because this is the groove which yeah. we're going to be fighting in. I'm going to take, take you down, man. Wait, wait, give be. it a second. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: yeah, the K- Karen's theme is is very like it's very like up beat jazzy fun it's got this it's got those long sweeping strings even in the original track it's got some of this like these really long sounding strings and um for a fighting game i I love i love that kind of music
2: see yeah
0: i'm gonna try i'm gonna pull emily on this one Mm -hmm. if there's anyone out there that's really good at dealing with voxels and character sprite animations how about a fighting game animation set for the guys from these different podcasts? Because now I'm just pictures like Josh is a fighting game character. Just like, let's <gasps> get oh! business. <laughs> now, hold
3: on. Even if we don't get the sprites, this is something that we should really put some, put some thought towards. Maybe not necessarily on this recording, but if we were fighting game characters from our respective VGM podcasts, what would we be? yes awesome. i'm clearly a dark stalker's character with my necromancer <laughs> theme but like odd. you know yeah we could come up with our moves and our weapons and stuff
4: yeah
0: and I'm between you this. and josh you could have like a bunch of like various summons related to your, for your to your show like you could like have cookie come in and hodge you could like play <laughs> musical notes shooting across the screen in like a rhythmic pattern
2: oh my Yeah, gosh. Hodge is a summon I got a good idea. Let's quit our podcast and just start building this game right <laughs> yes. now. Yes, <laughs>
1: I am all for that. I am a hundred percent about that. Except I don't want us fighting each other.
0: No, it's always <laughs> it's, oh. like a it's like a typical fighting game. We're not like oh, we're we'll through. end up having a match over something ridiculous, and then when it's over, you're like, "Oh man, I'm glad that's over. Time for ice cream." And it's like <laughs> all those fighting games do weird mess like. Oh that.
3: yeah, we're gonna have one of those classic, you know, nineteen late nineteen eighties early 1990s endings where we're just like yeah we're all friends let's go get a hamburger yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like it'll just be so ridiculous except for the final villain where he'll actually be like be in the hospital like well you had you deserve to be there because you enslaved all of those children whoa no <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to give him a good reason to get beaten up what are, is this? that's Michael why we had to beat him Moonwalker? up I mean I can't say it's like he stole all of the ice cream so now we have to put him in the hospital <laughs> Well, I am glad that
1: um, your your adventures took us into our space.
0: It was a today. great time having you here. Yeah. Oh, it was so
3: good to be here! Thanks for not kicking us out.
0: Why would we do something so mean? Oh wait, all the sliming of my collection. But I would know. No, not you. No, we're not gonna hold it against you, and we're not gonna hold it against Haja. But what we really should investigate that inventory. Just saying. <laughs> um, just thinking about it.
3: Hmm. I mean
4: hmm. bye. Yeah, <laughs> an <anime club. laughs>
1: well is there um, are there any other projects that you guys want to plug before you guys um, head on out of here for the night because I've had such a good time and I know you guys do other things maybe you want to talk about
3: uh, Josh do you have anything
2: uh, yeah I guess you could <laughs> Uh, listen to my other podcast it's uh extreme vocabulary it's like an etymology podcast mm-hmm. and you can check out my band we're called shady rivals or the shade if you find a older post by us um, our album's called spirit you might be able to find it somewhere or maybe just uh just email me directly. <laughs>
1: Well, we'll have links to that on the website. So, it's there forever now. (laughs) Cool. (laughs)
0: Immortalized.
1: And, um, I think for us, if you want to get in contact with us, it's, uh, the email... Rhythm and Pixels
0: <laughs> at Hotmail.com.
1: And you can check out the website for a full track listing and for links to all of the bonus round artists. At
0: RhythmandPixels.com.
1: And catch us out on you know Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and say hi to us there. You know,
0: no biggie. Just hit us with some thoughts, some suggestions, topic ideas, wacky things to talk about, questions for us, oh, anything you want. Or just, hey, have a conversation because we love that too.
1: Mm. And um, if you want to support us financially, that's always really nice, too. Yep, We don't need you to do it. We just, it's really nice that you do. We'll keep producing the show. But if you do want to support us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. And we like to give you a shout out at the end of every episode. And so some of these names might be familiar to you guys, Josh and Emily. So number one is Alex, the messenger.
2: Max Messenger. A the messenger to the
1: Woo-hoo. T, to the M,
0: <laughs> to the S G E R.
1: Not to be outdone is Brian Kunkel. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Bobby Arson, Thank you so much for all of your support and your kind words. Thank you. Uh, new patron Damian Beckles.
0: Uh, still one of the clutch, clutch supporter. Yes. Fifteen minutes before it started, uh, the uh, wickedest of Sephiroth's, wicked Sephiroth, the one and
1: only. Oh. oh yeah. Uh, OK Impala, thank you so much. Best car name for best guy. Uh, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito.
0: Bambo, You can do it, Carlos.
1: Uh, Morton Gangso, thank you. Number one Gangso. Henrik Anderson, kicking it with the Patreon subscribers.
0: Always running, always grooving.
1: Michael Bridgewater of the Forever Sound Version podcast. Bridging the gap, east to west. Mm -hmm. Kicking Mm -hmm. butt with his Mm -hmm. band, The Shy Talk. Yes. Killing it in London town. Uh, Brian Pitt,
0: thank you again.
2: Fighter, Keeping it real with the pit.
0: Yes. (laughs) Chris Murray. The man who got me addicted to some freaking mobile game. Murray. Uh,
1: Joe Vasallo. Murray. Thank you, Joe Vasallo. (laughs) Vasallo. Vasallo. And David Smith. Thank you, David Smith. That is your real name.
0: Thank you for getting his name right. (laughs) He deserves it. He's awesome.
1: D. Smith, thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. Um, And if you want um, to listen to more video game music, go to iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere where you can download podcasts and look up the VGM jukebox. Oh, or thanks. the Legacy Music Hour Or the Forever, versions, Forever Sound Version Podcast Or check out mm-hmm. um, Pixel Tunes Radio There are many great podcasts out there You can discover new music And listen to some fun people talking about cool things Or Mix mastering with
0: Mr. Mixix Picklet <laughs> Which is also on the iTunes or Stitcher It's not really on Me- iTunes or Stitcher <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, thanks again
1: Emily and Josh For hanging out on our show mm. Chilling with us And the Scooby gang
2: Thank you for adding to my music library. Yeah, I get my stuff back! You can't! Well,
0: I guess you can, because you're cool. And I have doubles of everything. Well, this has been
1: the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast cross VGM jukebox. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you so much for listening. Have a safe week. Goodbye.
0: Thanks, guys. And remember that our friends are here singing tunes with us at the bar you can find great things there more so atmospheric anyway the point is every once in a while it's nice to kind of step out and just go to a place and have a beverage and a nice grub bit and listen to the world around you just take it all and always overhear some pretty weird conversations or just general sports banter too but the important part is it's fun do it maybe not I don't know Thanks.